Welcome to B2B Marketing Needs Don Draper, brought to you by True. For too long, B2B has lacked creativity and inspiration, leading to alarming declines in effectiveness and marketing departments being slowly devalued more and more within their organizations. We're here to change that by getting under the skin of what it really means to be a highly effective B2B marketer. We'll be speaking to some of the brightest minds in the industry to discuss what they're doing to be a bit more, well, Don Draper. And now, here's your host, Stuart Black. Joining us today on B2B Needs Don Draper is Mariska Van Buchering, who currently works for Equinix, the world's biggest digital infrastructure company where businesses can scale with agility, speed the launch of digital services, and deliver world-class experiences. Mariska comes to us with deep experience in IT and has skills in brand management, market planning, lead generation, and strategic marketing. So Mariska, welcome to the show. Hi, Stu. Good to meet you. So first off then, what does being a bit more Don Draper mean to you? I think for me, it means, you know, to not hesitate to be bold. You know, I I think what you see is that uh, we're trying to look at metrics, uh, do analysis, you know, make our decisions based on that. But I think sometimes we, it's good to be bold and to try to try a different way. Uh, and I think that's what Don Draper stands for. And I think I would love to see more of that. Okay, well, we'll certainly get into that and we can break that down a little bit. But first, can you tell us a bit about Equinix, where you currently are for people who don't know? Yeah, so it's as you mentioned. So Equinix is the world's digital infrastructure company. So indeed, what you see is that all around us, companies are digitalizing. And the digital leaders in those companies need to find a way to scale and to innovate. And they do that on a platform that is future-proof, like uh, Equinix's platform. So maybe to give an example of a customer that is uh, one of our leading customers, which is uh, Netflix. So if you want to watch The Crown... You know, it needs to be hosted somewhere. It needs to be connected to device it. It needs to be reached through a cloud. And that's all done on platform at Equinix. And I think that's a, that's a great example of, uh, of, of what we stand for and what we do. Great stuff. So it's, it's something we all use without even knowing about it. But uh, it sounds like uh, you kind of have the world uh, on your shoulders there. Um, you've got a unique background. You started in B2B, then moved to B2C, spent seven years in the spirits industry. And now you've come back to B2B in enterprise tech. What did you learn from hopping around selling drinks on the B2C side that applies to B2B? So I think indeed uh, my experience in uh, B2C uh, uh, was really unique and gave me a different insight. And the, the biggest insight I had was the power of a brand. So I think indeed what you see is that in B2C, I don't think you can put a brand out there without marketing. So it gives me a whole different perspective on that, that side of, of my function. And I think when you look at, for example, an Equinix now, I need, I'm, I'm aware that you need to build a brand, but you also need to continuously feed it. So it's not just about the platform that we have, but it's also about talking about environmental, social and governance. And we do that in different ways. You know, we're investing in diverse global talents. So, for example, 25% of the people I hired in my team just the last three months are, you know, interns. So really young people. We also have, you know, a platform of uh, connecting communities at our company 
So, for example, we have uh, Black Connect, Young Professionals Connect, Women Leadership Network, to really bring people together and, and really look at the social aspect. And for our platform, it means that we need to continuously feed and build on that as well. So, you know, we, we set high standards and we invest a lot in, uh, in energy efficiency and AI to get to a green data center that is the future for us. And you said about your previous role that drinks products are not put on the shelf in a, in a store without telling a story. Um, so what story is Equinix telling in the technology sector? So I think it relates a bit back to what, what I mentioned before and what you called out. So our story is the story of a platform where the world comes together. And it's not just about, you know, the infrastructure, but it's about the innovations and about enriching work, life and planet. So, for example, you know, in the healthcare industry, you know, the healthcare systems around the world, they really faced a huge problem with changing demands. And COVID-19 just compounds those issues. So the influx of patients, um, changes, you know, checking elective procedures, that really made that, uh, you know, the digital leaders in those healthcare uh, uh, companies needed to make decisions and needed to have a platform on where they could do that. And I think that's where, for example, uh, Equinix platform stepped in and we could, you know, really be an answer to those demands. And that's our story. At Equinix, you're selling to very technical people who are sometimes perceived as being uh, very rational, very left-brain, process-driven. Is that stereotype still true? Aren't people just people? I agree. I think people are just people. And I think with, with marketing in technical industry, we still need to think about two things. Having relevant conversations that talk about use cases and having topical conversations relevant for the industry. So, you know, if we look, for example, where we are now and we look at content media and the digital media industry, this year we have one of the biggest global events, you know, the World Cup. And I, I think, you know, with me being Dutch and my husband being Argentinian, you can imagine that a lot of our conversations these days are about the games that are about to happen. Wow. So what we do is that we created a blog about what broadcasters face, you know, from consistent user experience, scaling, and really making sure that we are able to provide that platform for those broadcasters to be, uh, have a flexible and cost-efficient infrastructure. And what room then is there for creativity or, say, emotion in your marketing? I think there's, there's you know, good opportunities for that uh, in our marketing. So... Indeed, when we, we talk about or we look at, uh, you know, what, what is happening nowadays and, and what is close to, to what we see all around us, we have those conversations and we get to the heart of what the digital leaders are all about. So even financial services, um, you know, cryptocurrency is the topic. And we see that propriety companies, that they really have a challenge on how to deal with that. So they're eager to get in. You know, so we see that the technical decision makers in that space are, are looking for, you know, opportunities there. So we find ways to have that conversation with them and help them throughout and really see that they have a solution for the company that they work with. Let's talk about balancing spend. Uh, what do you think about balancing spend between brand building and short-term sales activation? I really think they go hand in hand. 
You know, if I want to reach my technical audience to join for a sales activation, I really think I would be more successful if they know the brand, they're already aware of where we stand for, and we have an understanding of our products and services. So I would expect a brand building to get that message across so that, you know, they're serving the relevant content and do the right advertisement so that when I reach out for a sales activation, I'm going to be more successful of getting that audience. And what's the best way to drive long-term growth for B2B brands, do you think? So I think it's all about staying close to your customers. So what we do is we have quarterly surveys with a, a percentage of our customer database to get their insights. But we also do customer advisory boards where we get a group of um, customers together in each region. And really, we have in-depth conversations about how they perceive us currently, what things they would like to improve, but also look at the product roadmap and get their feedback on how that looks like. And I think in addition, you know, I think it's good to consider that the customer might not always know what they want. So I think Henry Ford was uh, one that mentioned when he was uh, developing cars or he developed his car. If I would have asked people what they would have wanted for transportation, they would probably have said stronger horses, <laughs> but he invented a car. So I think that's where somewhere we need to realize that uh, we need to look further than what the customer is asking us. That's a great quote from Henry Ford. And, and, and what examples of this in your experience come to mind? An example for us is, for example, the cloud. You know, we exist uh, 25 years next year. And when we look back at 25 years, our customers did not ask for cloud or cloud access. They asked for equipment, servers, you know, always on environment, security. But now their ask is different. So they're now asking for the right partners, the right places, the right opportunities. And we see that it's answered through a platform which gives access to cloud providers and different environments and connections. So I think we really need to realize that we need to stay relevant and look forward. And I think for us, indeed, that the biggest example is probably the cloud. And what's the secret then to persuading people to take on board something they don't even know they need? I think it's about taking them along the journey and having them test and trial and fail and get their input along that journey. So I think it's, it's about making them part of where we want to go, just like what we did, for example, with roadmaps and, and product conversations. If we tell them what's possible, we, we get them in and we get them as early adapters and get them along to say, yes, this works or it doesn't. So I really feel that we need to stay close to customers and get them as part of the journey. Um, B2B tech brands uh, like to hyper-target specific types of individual. Um, when should we be hyper-targeting in B2B and when is it less useful? I think it's, it's pretty important to be hyper-targeted on B2B. And I think probably when we have our, our brand awareness campaigns happening, it is a little bit less, less useful. It doesn't mean that we need to stay focused on accounts and the accounts we want to reach but probably the personas and the specific on the personas is maybe then not so relevant. And performance marketers in B2B often get more budget and attention relative to their brand marketer colleagues. What can brand marketers do, uh, do about that to level the playing field? What I would love to see from uh, B2B brand marketers is, uh, 
is maybe a recognized industry report. You know, when I worked in the B2C environment, I had, uh, you know, Nielsen and other resources that were recognized in the industry that gave me the positioning of the McKellen any moment in time. So I would love to, to have like a magic quadrant for my products uh, in, uh, in B2B as well. So where is my magic quadrant for Equinix Fabric or Equinix Network, Network Edge? 95% of customers in B2B are not currently in market to buy your products. Only 5% are. How do you talk to that 95%? Uh, what channels are you using and what's proven to be the most effective at building brand awareness for you? So we use a targeted approach. And what that means is that we have hundreds of data points that we use to analyze the accounts that you know, have the highest propensity to buy from us and for which our products are the most relevant. So those accounts that are identified through that process are then my target. And then I try to identify the personas in those accounts, which means that I will build a database of those personas and I will try to understand on what platforms I can find those personas. And then I... You know, I use different channels and different uh, content and different uh, call to actions to reach them. So that means that a technical influencer in an education phase, you know, I serve them with a call to action to do a free trial. But a decision maker at the last phase of this journey, I try to get them in front of sales or a consultant to talk about the options we have and how to make the selection. So for me, it's about, you know, identifying the phase that uh, the buyer is in, what kind of content and call to action is most relevant and serve that. And it means that it's not just one channel or one content piece, but it's, uh, it's the whole combination. I think nowadays we're, we're told that it's almost 27 interactions from the start of a buyer journey till uh, a close or a decision. So that means that it's not just one channel or one content piece, but it's like a combination all at the same time and in different instances. Interesting. Um, and that brings us to our rapid fire round. So I'm going to throw a couple of choices at you and I just want you to respond as quickly as you can uh, from the gut. Are you ready? Yeah. Okay, number one, advertising or ABM? ABM. Uh, why? Why? I totally think that, you know, they're not exclusive. And I would love to see that when we do advertising, we use a targeted approach to get to the accounts. So uh, I'm still saying ABM, but I think that uh, advertising is definitely more effective if we consider the accounts that we're trying to reach. Good answer. Uh, Number two, logic or magic? Magic. Mm, Magic every time. Uh, Number three, brand building or lead generation? Lead generation, as a field marketeer, I don't think I can say anything that different, but I would cannot do without it without my uh, my brand marketing colleagues. Yeah, we made this difficult for you. Um, number four, what's the problem in B2B right now? I think for me, currently, what I see and what I hear is a lot about how can we show our value add in the, the B2B marketing so I would love to see that we find different ways to do that and that we get along uh, that sales, uh, sales journey as well to, to see how we can clo- get close to the, 
the sales goals and targets in you know showing the relevance from uh, marketing for for a b2b environment and how would don draper fix the problem if he were here i think don draper would come up with a, an amazing creative solution that we haven't thought of and <laughs> <laughs> and i think we're we're, we're going to get there but it might not be a don draper moment it might be a little bit tougher to get to that solution <laughs> Got it. Okay, makes sense. Uh, and then you're in Argentina right now. Uh, it's summer over there. You're on the beach. Um, can you tell us what you would recommend all CEOs to read if they could take a book to the beach with them? Yeah, and I think indeed because it's on the beach, I would definitely say read the book The Happiness Advantage from Sean Agar. And this book is about the connection between personal happiness and professional success. So the happier people are, the more successful they will be. And I think for, for me as a leader, it really stresses that we need to create an environment where we consider well-being for our team and, and we create that environment so that they can be more successful. And then finally, uh, what's your favorite Don Draper moment or quote? Um, the quote I really love from Don Draper is about, uh, you know, the one that he, where he says, I'm glad this is an environment where you feel free to fail. I, I think we don't do enough of that, you know, let's try, let's fail and try again. And then I'm totally convinced that we, we find something that we haven't, haven't done before and that will give uh, us great insights or a new way for marketing. Wise words. Uh, Mariska van Buchering, all it leaves me to say is thanks so much for a really interesting, insightful chat. It's been great getting your philosophy. Thanks a lot for joining us. Yes, thanks too. I'm Stuart Black and see you all next time on B2B Needs Don Draper. <laughs> <laughs>